this whole spiritual practice thing on the professional level has really helped me because end of the day I am not as stressed especially like during tax seasons like before 2018 I used to kind of get worried about things I used to let clients get to me mm. and then after that when I started doing a lot of these practices and things I feel like I'm more in control I can control the way things are happening um, I live more in the present I work more in the present moment I don't worry about what happened yesterday I don't worry about tomorrow's deadline I just worry about what I'm doing right now Hey, this is Allison. Welcome to Under Withheld, the podcast by accountants and for accountants, where we talk about our ubiquitous professional and personal struggles. You are not alone. This episode is a conversation I had with our colleague, Vic Bava. Vic is the owner of VBCPA in Bryant, Arkansas. If you've attended any accounting conferences recently, you may know him as the Backpack CPA. In a departure from this stereotypical productivity machine that is an accountant, Vic shares with us his non-productive side, his approach to spirituality and self-development, and how these show up at home and work. To be clear, this is not a discussion about religion. Nope, it's just two accountants talking about our regular practices that help us find peace and stay focused on what's really important to us. In case it needs to be said, I know my guests are therapists. We are not offering therapy. We may say things that just don't resonate with you, and if so, that's totally cool. There's nothing prescriptive here, just colleagues talking about an issue we think is important, and we hope talking about it will help someone else. If something sounds helpful to you here, cool. If not, just ignore it. Welcome to the show. Vic, thanks for being on the show. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Tell us about yourself. So... I'm an accountant. I'm out of Arkansas, born in India, lived in a couple different countries, so been in the U.S. for about 25 years. Arkansas has been my home since high school, except for a few years when I went to Indiana. And so, you know, got a busy life. I've uh, got accounting practice. I've got a few different business ventures I dabbled in over the years. And I've got a little family, kids. And so I'd say I'd call it a professional and personal chaos I've created. <laughs> I love it. How old are your kids? Uh, my son is nine and daughter's five. Okay. And I, they're, and they're both... both taxis and babies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm sure that was hard. <laughs> yeah. I think that I've seen your son on your video per day experiments. Yeah, he was on there. And so I got called out by uh, Nayo and the, uh, take it from virtual that I'm, I look like I'm 12. I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, well, I got the kids on there. <laughs> I hate to tell you, Vic, but at some point that will catch up with you <laughs> and no one will say that uh, to you anymore. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah. Experience. <laughs> how, how, tell us how you got into accounting. So accounting by accident. <laughs> so, you know, when I was in college, I mean, in high school, I always loved to count the computer classes, computer engineering. or um, And so... In college, my original major was computer science. And then it was 2003 and the dot-com bubble had just happened mm-hmm. a couple of years prior. And so a lot of jobs around 2003 in account, I mean, in computer science were getting offshore to like India and stuff. And so uh, I started college and one of the accounting professors, she was like, you should check out accounting. There's more job security, you know, mm-hmm. and pays out there. 
And so me being a 17, 18 year old, naive college kid, I was like, sure, you know, let me give accounting a try. <laughs> they say there's better job security. So I started taking accounting classes and, you know, getting good grades. And I was like, let me just stick to this then, I guess. And so that's how I kind of got into accounting. <laughs> how did you decide to start your own firm? So, um, I mean, I've been in accounting about 14 years now and seven years ago, it was just, I was working for the firm and uh, it was just kind of one of the stressful things. I was in my sixth year of working in public and I just wasn't growing and I could see politics happening, like office politics. Mm. And so I was like, you know, this might be a signal I needed to just kind of do something else. And so then, then I also needed some time just to kind of take some time off, maybe, you know, take it easy a little bit. And so I was like, let me go and maybe try to start my own practice. And so I started my own little practice. It was kind of a slow start. Uh, which was a good thing. That way it gave me time to get my little foundations and systems and all that set up and then took off after that. So this is the seventh year on my own now. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So tell us uh, what you're here to discuss with us today. So we're about to talk about how my spiritual practices yeah. have yeah. helped me in my professional and personal life and um, exactly what is spirituality from a professional point of view. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm very excited. Talk to us. Awesome. So, I mean, you know, like I said, over the years, I have created this professional chaos, like this, all these different businesses and investments and stuff I've made. And then about COVID time, March 2020 was kind of a low point, kind of, you know, for mm-hmm. pretty much all of us, it was a low point. So yeah. at that time, I started thinking to myself, you know, what makes me different or, you know, what sets me apart from everyone else? And so then I kind of started, then I was like, let me go back and learn some coding and stuff, which was my first passion technology. Yeah. And so I went back and did that. And then just actually about a year before that, I had started doing some of the um, like spiritual stuff like yoga, meditation, and just some like, you know, spiritual practices and stuff. And so to better, you know, I was learning all these things and, you know, there's like millions of things out there. There's so much information thrown at us. And so I was like reading different things, watching different videos and stuff. And, you know, in 24 hours, I have to try to fit in all this different professional stuff I have, my family, my kids, and some me time and even some sleep. Mm-hmm. And so trying to fit all that in, it was like, in the beginning, I was not able to like manage my time better or, you know, it was just like worrisome, even like tax seasons, I used to get stressed out a lot. And um, yeah. it was just an overwhelming time of the year for me. Yeah. And so then I started getting into just like the yoga and meditation and stuff like that, like spiritual practices. Let me say something real quick before we get more into spiritual stuff. Yeah. There's religion and then there's spirituality, right? A lot of people like to say the two are the same, but they're not. I mean, you can be spiritual and not be religious, or you can be both, you know. So I just want to kind of clarify that because I don't want to say anything religious or I don't want to make any kind of remarks made by Noted. or anything. Noted. Dear listener, um, Vic is not talking to us about religion. Yeah, I'm not preaching anything. This is just my <laughs> own experiences and like as humans, how can we kind of learn from it? And so there's a lot of things happening and just to kind of keep it under control, you know, without getting stressed or without depending on any external stimulants, drugs or anything like that. Um, I had to find ways to better handle this or better manage my day. And so then I found out, you know, like the stress we create is usually because we don't know how to control our emotions, our mind and our body. Like we're not good managers of all this stuff. Yeah. And so then that eventually creates stress. And then so this journey I set out on like just to kind of back in 2018, it was like, you know, what am I doing with my life? Like, yeah, I'm making money. I'm gathering cars and material things, but is that really making me happy? 
you know, is that really adding any value to my life? And I was like, no, not really. So then, so I set out on this journey of learning, you know, about me, about life, just about this whole universe, pretty much about everything. <laughs> and so then I found like yoga and meditation. So I was like, these two things are really helping me. It's making me a more calmer person. It's making me like, I'm able to control my emotions in a much better way. And so then I learned, you know, it's all about like spirituality. It's just about me connecting with myself on a much deeper level. It's just about me discovering who I am really, you know. So I was introduced to this Indian yogi called Sadhguru. He's on YouTube and like he's got millions of videos and stuff out there. He's got this big yoga uh, organization out of India. And so one of his programs is called Inner Engineering. It is what it is. You engineer your inner self, your inner well-being. Yeah, yeah. So I signed up for it. You know, I was like, let me see what it is. So the whole premise of inner engineering is, you know, take care of your inner well-being first and then worry about fixing the outside world. Mm -hmm. If I'm not a happy person or if I'm just like a miserable person, then nothing's going to make me happy or nothing's going to seem nice out there. <laughs> and so then I went out there started doing inner engineering and stuff, um, started learning, okay, this stuff's helping me. Um, I'm able to manage my day better. I'm getting more work done. I'm more productive just because I'm controlling my body, my emotions, all that much better. One big aha moment I had during inner engineering was like, he says like the human body and the mind, it's the world's most sophisticated machine out there. Um, yet there's no user manual, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> If you go buy a $60,000, $70,000 car, you get some kind of user manual and you usually look through it, you know, make sure you know what and how certain things work in the car. But then this machine that we're carrying around, we have no idea how it really works. We've never seen the user manual on it. No, and no. so then that kind of all goes back to my point about stress. We get stressed out because we're not, we don't really know how to manage this body or those emotions that are happening. And then this one other um, thing that kind of during that same time really helped me was this book called um, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. And it, again, it's kind of along the same lines of going from a materialistic kind of world to a more spiritual world. Big spiritual is just about more about you connecting with yourself instead of connecting with materialistic things out there. And so, you know, this whole spiritual practice thing on the professional level, it's really helped me because at the end of the day, I am not as stressed, especially like during tax seasons. Like before 2018, I used to kind of get worried about things. I used to let clients get to me. Mm. And then after that, when I started doing a lot of these practices and things, I feel like I'm more in control. I can control the way things are happening. Um, I live more in the present. I work more in the present moment. I don't worry about what happened yesterday. I don't worry about tomorrow's deadline. I just worry about what I'm doing right now. It makes me more productive. And then, you know, I don't get as stressed out. Also, I've learned to respond more to things instead of reacting. Mm. Like, you know, if a client okay. follows me, says something off the wall, I just don't go, you know, I'll pause for a second. I'll try to digest it. Then I'll respond to them instead of just reacting right away. So it's small things like I guess this whole journey is being like Lego blocks. It's like small little blocks adding on to these little bigger things. I mean, you're not going to see this whole huge change overnight. You know, you got to look at it over several years. Um, so this is a fourth year. And so over four years, I can see, you know, in fact, the workload has, my workload has increased since like 2017, 18. Yet I'm still managing it a lot better uh, than I used to. And so all this stuff, you know, I'm, I have personally experienced it. That's why I'm telling you. But just don't believe me because I'm telling you that, hey, this <laughs> stuff might work for you. You know, experience it yourself. 
if it works for you, then not, you know, then do it because, you know, only we know what's best for us. And there are lots of different things out there. So like, you know, this, this book I've read, uh, I've got it right here. The monk who sold oh. his Ferrari, right? Robin Sharma. And so, okay. And so we can put that in the show notes. Okay. One of the like big aha or, you know, I've read this thing in multiple different places, but one thing in there it says is like, we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. I've heard that before. I've heard that. That's fascinating. That's definitely a flip of the script. What does that mean to you? So it just means to me, like, you know, we're here for a short amount of time on this planet Earth. And so you want to make the most of it. You do not want to let the little things bother you and take away time from the short amount of time you have here, especially with work. Like in our profession, you know how accounting and taxes, it can get stressful. And we've seen people, you know, like on social media and stuff, they'll they'll go there and post about how they're stressed out or like how XYZ is stressing them out or this upcoming deadline causing this issue. And so that is, again, just like if you let that kind of stuff bother you or if you let that just get to you, then that's going to take away from you actually enjoying your time you have here right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, everything we need to live a happy life is already inside of us. That's what I've learned. We just got to find the right practices, the right tools, bring it out and apply them. So tell us, um, um, you're giving advice to your colleagues or at least giving them something to think about. (laughs) Maybe one or two pieces of insights that you might have for other accounting firm owners based on what you've learned Um, through your spiritual practice? Yeah. I mean, you know, first of all, you know, don't worry about what the society or the world thinks of you, because if you think you need help or you're stuck, seek out help, you know, find someone, um, you know, the social media, Google, YouTube, they're huge teachers. Like if you go to YouTube and search for things, you'll find resources out there. And then like, there are many different, like, so meditation doesn't mean you just sit there with your eyes closed and chant OM a hundred times. You know, meditation could be through like music, cooking, dancing, or just like reading. You know, there's many different ways. So try to seek out time for your own self, some me time, you know, and that way you as a person can also, you know, you as a human, take care of the human first, right? Because because if the human isn't taken care of, then none of the other stuff matters. That tax return does not matter. Because a human's gonna be lying in the hospital if the human's not taken care of. Oh yeah. And so I would say take care of the human first. And so you know, just seek out help. Be open about it. And like you said in the beginning, you know, let's try to normalize this kind of stuff, especially mental health, because it's all kind of just goes back to the whole mental health issue. For sure. And, you know, um, there's also like lots of apps out there, like the Calm app or um, some other apps. Yeah. And then for yoga and stuff, um, I use this app called Down Dog, which is pretty good. It's like a library of yoga. And so there's lots of resources out there. We just have to use them. And then don't worry about what people think about you or what they'll <laughs> say about you. I know, right? Because they'll do that no matter what. So that's yeah. their journey. That's their business. You don't have to worry about it. Yep. Tell me more. Um, right. So, so I like yoga as well. So, tell me more, Vic. What is your mm-hmm. your style? What do you get out of yoga? How do you practice it? So, I've been doing a lot of hatha yoga, which is more just kind of like physical, more for the strength and all that. And you know, I do some weightlifting and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. And so, I try to combine the two. So, I do some weightlifting and yoga. Like the yoga part is more for kind of the conditioning of the body and just kind of getting it all relaxed less tensed because when you go weightlifting and stuff obviously you're going to tense it back up and then the biggest benefit i get out is at the end just laying there with your eyes closed and just kind of lost 
Do you normally practice, say, first thing in the morning before you start work, or do you wait till the evenings or middle of the day, or depends? I always try to get it done early in the morning. Like I'll try to wake up around five in the morning.、Mm-hmm. That way, I have more me time and just kind of do it. You know, it's about fifteen twenty minutes. I'll do a short practice、uh, every now and then. If I can't get it done in the morning, then I'll do it later at night before going to bed. Which I mean, I don't really recommend because it gives you extra energy. Okay.、Um, It's one of those discipline things, you know. You just gotta kind of discipline yourself, build a routine or a habit. Yeah, absolutely. The first time might be hard, but the the hundredth time, it's just who you are, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you meditate as well in the mornings, then? Yeah. So usually I'll do yoga and then I'll do the meditation and breathing exercises. And so I guess adding back to the whole meditation yoga thing is like breathing exercises. Like everyone breathes, right? Yes. Yeah. Breathing is the source of life. You can like if someone just needs to kind of reset, reboot. They can even you know like just close their office door and sit in their chair with their eyes closed and take some deep breaths and do some breathing exercises. It's also a big helper. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty good myself. About every hour, two hours, you know, I make sure I get up, I walk around.、Mm-hmm. You know, I work from home, so it's、yeah. there's always something that needs to、yeah. be done, right? That I can take care of,、right. and that's my、yeah. break for my brain and my body. But then there are sometimes、mm-hmm. where I feel like if I just sit here just a little bit longer, I can kind of finish this small project and be done with it. And so you know, I might take a few minutes to just sort of like do a little chair yoga, or I don't think about、yeah. breathing exercises, but I think that's probably a, a good use、uh-huh. of time and to to get a little bit of a break in、yeah. too. I like, yeah. But I also I'm like you, I get up early, and so yeah. yeah, I feel like I've gotten I've woken up before the rest of the world, which is not true, but it feels like. It feels like everything is just fresh and new and easy. Nothing has been messed up yet. No one is unhappy yet. I'm not stressed、yeah. about anything yet, and so that's a nice time to do things like that too. Yeah, I mean, your mind and your brain's all woken up with a clean slate, like no impressions for. The- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you brought others into your practice? Like, has your family adopted any of your practices,、um, or have maybe you even、yeah. reached out to clients or colleagues and encouraged them to to do some similar things? So my wife,、um, she already did some stuff. Like, she came from India several years ago, and so like when she was in India, she used to do some st-、uh, yoga and like meditation and stuff like that. And then so she's already been doing it. But then I also have some friends that I've kind of introduced it to, and then. So I'm actually working on trying to find ways where we can introduce it to our colleagues and stuff too. Because at the end of the day, like I said, this is nothing religious. It's just about you connecting with your own self. Yeah.、Um, one big thing, like you know, a lot of people say, I don't have time. Yeah. That in that、uh, book, the monk who sold his Ferrari, you know, he there's one quote towards the end where they're like, you know, saying that you don't have time to improve your thoughts and your life is like saying you don't have time to stop for gas because you're too busy driving. Eventually, <laughs> catch up to you. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Obviously,、yeah. we make time to put gas in our cars, right? We take, you know, it's we know that、exactly. the car will break down if we don't. The car will leave us stranded on the、yeah. side of the road if we don't. But I think this、yeah. goes back to your point、yeah. to begin with. There's no user manual,、mm-hmm. right, for our、yeah. our human machine, if、yeah. you will. So we don't necessarily、yeah. always understand the value or the importance or the need for、yeah. taking time for ourselves or. You know, taking time to rest or meditate or whatever it is that that、mm-hmm. our body is telling us,、yeah. our mind is telling us, we need. We don't know how、right. to interpret all、and、these think, signals, you know, right? Right. And that's where, like you know, you said we help each other, like colleagues, and、um, just sharing with each other. 
And then honestly, I think like there should be something, you know, especially during busy season where we all just have like, this like mega Zoom meeting for like 10, 15 minutes once a week, maybe just to kind of reboot, get ready for the week. I love it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Which I think this is something as employers or just like firm owners, we should we also do with our own employees that we have. Because again, if your employees are happy, you're going to have a more productive employee and then you're going to get more work done and they'll become more receptive of just kind of, you know, I guess it's one of those things. If they see you as the yeah. firm owner are doing something like this, then they'll say, okay, well, this is normal for us to do. This is normal for us to kind of take care of ourselves too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, you can, you can do things in a grassroots movement sort of style, but I think mm -hmm. a lot of things, yeah. just, it's easier if they start at the top and then work their way down. Mm -hmm. And even yeah. I've certainly worked at firms in the past where it's been, you know, well, yeah, I do this, but but it's okay. You don't have to or whatever. But ultimately, everybody's looking to yeah. the person or people ahead of them going, what are they actually doing? And I probably need to imitate that yeah. to get where they are. So if you can show others that you put a focus on your health mm -hmm. uh, for whatever that looks like, then and then encourage that and give them yeah. the space to do that as well, then then it becomes a little bit more not just a personal habit, but like a habit of your company's, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like your company culture. Let's say you have a colleague who, you know, maybe somebody hears this and they're interested, but maybe it feels like overwhelming. Yeah. Like I don't have a spiritual practice. You know, I don't practice yeah. yoga. I don't know what meditation mm -hmm. is. It sounds scary. Where would you advise them to start? So, I mean, you know, like one of those apps, like Calm app, because there's multiple different types of um, like courses or teachers on there. And then YouTube, like YouTube has millions of different types of um, <laughs> yeah, sure. teachers on there. And I think the biggest thing, like I said, is go with what works best for you, like your learning style. Because like, so the reason I got into the whole um, inner engineering, the Sudguru um, program is he made things sound so logical and easy to understand which mm. kind of resonated with me versus yeah. there are some others on there that I would listen to them and it seemed like they were just like, believe this because I'm telling you. And then, so it was like, start, you know, just kind of Google YouTube, look up videos and stuff and see which ones resonate with you, which ones make more sense to you because you don't want to start doing something that you don't believe in or like it's, this doesn't make any sense to you and you're doing it for the sake of doing, don't do it for the sake of doing, do it because you actually enjoy it. And then also like, don't expect immediate results. Oh, like yeah, I said, because yeah. this is kind of like Lego work at a time. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that builds on itself so it's a habit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's really good advice about kind of trying to sample a lot of what's out mm -hmm. there, a lot of the free content that's out there, and then just seeing, you know, what in yeah. there might resonate with you and then and then going in that direction. Yeah, yeah for sure. And then I guess another resource, um, another one might be like local yoga studios. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, maybe ask your friends and family too, and like if they've done it, if they have any recommendations, and then just kind of go there. The inner engineering course you took, I, even just the name of it, engineering, and then you say it's in a logical right. format. Yeah, I feel like they know their audience. Yeah. Their audience is the the engineers, the accountants, <laughs> um, everybody who you know right. kind of enjoys everything is just so, and everything's in its little box. Uh, which yeah. I think yeah. with a concept like spirituality it's probably hard to put that into mm -hmm. a box um but it sounds like they've tried yeah. so that folks that have our kind of mindset can pick up on that and resonate with it and get yeah. into it yeah, yeah. totally 
you know, one really important thing or just kind of some thoughts I have about this whole take care of the human. Yeah. You know, so as accountants and finance professionals, like our biggest and most important assets, like we only have two really important assets, right? We don't have a building. I mean, we might have buildings, but the building doesn't bring in revenue. It's two assets that bring in revenue. It's your brain and your mind. And so just like how we keep buildings and other like physical assets updated and renovated, you should be always updating and renovating your brain and your mind. So sure, yeah. sure you take care of those two assets. We have to take care of it and we all have the same power within us. We just need to find what works best for us and then just like enjoy the journey of life. Yeah, maybe not not get in our own way so often. Yeah, yeah. I've certainly been in this spot myself and I've certainly seen others where, you know, I, I see what their life looks like. I talk to mm-hmm. them about their life and yet they are unhappy. Right. Right. I'm like, well, it's not going to be more stuff because you already yeah. have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And it's not going to be people around you who care about you because you already have that. It's not going to yeah. be good health because you have that. Like, what's going on that regardless of all these great things you have around you, you're unhappy. And um, I think a lot of it comes down to self-knowledge, self-awareness, self-development. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just going back to the source. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a question for you. Yeah. You said something. And I was taken aback. You said the uh-huh. brain and the mind, I think of them as the same thing. How is the brain different from the mind? So this all kind of, I guess before I started getting, you know, got into this whole spiritual meditation yoga stuff, I, I mean, I knew the brain was there. It's like, I guess the brain is something that we can actually see if you cut your head open, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't see the mind. And so like a lot of this like philosophical or just like studies on the human body, they talk about the mind. Like we have the mind, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind. And so it's like, it's one of those things that you have. I mean, I've, I guess I haven't experienced it, but I can kind of logically understand why, where my conscious mind comes into play and sometimes where my subconscious mind comes into play. So I would say the brain is inside the mind. I mean, sorry, the mind is somewhere inside the brain, right? Which I had my son last Christmas. One of his buddies told him Santa doesn't exist. And then because he hasn't seen him. And so then uh, my son came and told me, and I was like, next time he tells you that, go back and ask him, does your mind exist? Because you haven't seen your mind, have you? <laughs> and so <laughs> I guess it's the brain and the mind is something we can keep talking about for years and years. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's fascinating to me, really. You know, if you, you ask somebody, what is consciousness, for example? Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure if that has a real answer. You know, well, maybe maybe it has a real answer. I don't know if we as humans have figured it out. If you go search for that, like you come up with, you know, philosophers, scientists, everyone has this different answer Mm. of what is consciousness. Accountants will have a different answer too. Yes, (laughs) we have opinions on everything, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah, I can see what you're saying. What else would you like folks to know, Vic? Um, You know, just kind of, especially for uh, other people too, like... I was telling you earlier, I used to have a friend that was an accountant. He passed away a few years ago. And I could tell by our talks that he was stressed every now and then. And so, like, if you have friends or just, like, peers, colleagues that you can sense kind of things going on with them, just kind of reach out to them, be a resource to them. Because at the end of the day, people just need to be shown the right path or just kind of a little nudge in the right direction, maybe, and kind of share with them what you know. Because, I, like, I have friends that I've shared things with just to kind of because I know they're stressed and then then it's on them if they want to kind of take the 
step or not like step forward at least you've done your part oh, yeah i find sometimes people just want to know they're not forgotten yeah or that yeah. and i think sometimes to feel validated like what i feel is okay mm -hmm. to feel what i think is okay to think and to be seen and to be heard yeah yeah, yeah. another problem or you know i guess a kind of a problem in today's modern society is social media so on social media there's like we're just like bombarded with so much like information during the whole day yeah. and sometimes a lot of that plays tricks with our minds or just like tricks with us because then we see oh wait xyz is like so successful or xyz is doing this why am i sitting in my office not doing that and so a lot of that kind of has psychological effects too you know we, we start comparing ourselves and we get more miserable and then all that misery just kind of tornadoes into this big ball of problems <laughs> yeah comparison is the thief of joy yep that's true the only person you should be comparing yourself is yourself yeah. are you better than you were yesterday yeah that's one of the things i really enjoy about yoga i i, I lift weights as well mm -hmm. and i do enjoy about yeah. weightlifting to challenge myself and to see you know more reps or a higher weight whatever it is, yeah. and maybe a movement that I wasn't sure yeah. about before. And now I can do comfortably or confidently even. Um, and that's really mm -hmm. fun to see that level of progress. But then on the yoga side, sort of like, it's not about a competition. It's like, am I more in touch in tune with myself? I mean, today than yeah. I was the day before and less about like, am I more flexible or, you know, am I stronger or can I go through a sequence you know, um, more accurately or something. It's, it's a different sort of comparison, if you will. Yeah. And then, um, yoga. So like, you know, yoga is this ancient Indian thing. Yeah. Talk and the Western about that. World has turned into stretching and bending thing. And <laughs> in its yes. original form, yoga is more of like making your body, mind, emotions, like in union, like, you know, making it all one. And so, because, you know, when you do yoga, you feel like, your whole body like you don't feel your body sometimes right when after you're done you're in savasana mm -hmm. because you've unionized all that stuff that's inside of you and so yoga is more about just kind of bringing it all back to the source not really about turning yourself into a pretzel yes uh, funny thing about yoga i have a friend um so one of my friends a while back he was like you know now what can i do to this kind of exercise or random things and i was like try yoga he's like doesn't that make you fart <laughs> <I'm> like, <"No."> <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're leaving this one in. <laughs> Folks, if you've been listening all the way up until now, accountants have humor. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Vic, is there anything else you'd like folks to know? Um, I think we've covered a lot of different things. You know, it's been a lot of information in 30 minutes. Uh, I think they should just kind of, you know, take a step back, absorb everything like a sponge, and then just use what works best for you don't feel like you got to use every single tool or practice that's out there figure out what is best for you and go with that i love it thank you thanks for being on the show you're welcome thanks for having me that's a wrap my friends reach out and let me know what you think i appreciate you listening in to this episode of under withheld the podcast by accountants and for accountants where we talk about our ubiquitous professional and personal struggles you are not alone 